2: This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast, W.I.L.K. News Radio.
3: All righty then, it's 10.06 at W.I.L.K. I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cordaro today. We're talking about uh, the indictment of uh, the former president in Georgia, along with 18 other people on charges. They were involved in a conspiracy to overturn a just election. Here's Act 22 from the indictment. On or about the third day of December 2020, Donald John Trump caused to be tweeted from the—this is well-written—caused to be tweeted from the Twitter account at RealDonaldTrump. Quote, Georgia hearings are now on at OANN, the television network. Amazing. This was an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy. (laughs) Some of this stuff is super serious, but some of this stuff looks like it was just thrown in there. You got to watch the TV. How, 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 how could this be an overt act in furtherance of a conspiracy? How? Turn on your TV. If some of these things in this indictment are applicable to forming a conspiracy, you're not going to be able to do anything anymore. You're going to be part of a conspiracy. Some of them are serious. I get that part. I do. I get it. Some of them are just, uh, just specious and nonsensical. And maybe it's because the grand jury said, yeah, you got to put that one in too. I don't know. This is Andrew. He is from New Jersey. Hi, Andrew. Hey,
4: how's it going? It's good. Um, the 2016 election, I was working with the Associated Press as an election night reporter, but in Pike County, not in Philly, where all action was. And also, I worked with the New York Post and a uh, Fios One News in New Jersey. So I wanted to link that into why Trump should be president again. But I just want to say the irony with Rudy Giuliani being indicted, he's the one that was the mastermind of the RICO statute who put organized crime figures in jail, and he also was such a great prosecutor. He actually prosecuted Nazi concentration camp guards some 60 years after the Holocaust, sentenced one of them to death. So that's the type of person that he is. Well, <laughs> so I mean, now, now
3: he finds himself shot with his own gun. See, it's terrible. Don't the road to hell is truly paved with good intentions.
4: And I want to say too, with Trump, 2016. One of the big reasons I like him so much is um, what he achieved for the African-American community, which was discriminated against with the prison sentencing in the 1994 crime bill, that it was disproportionately affecting, you know, black inner city young men. So they they changed that legislation, making it less fair, where President Obama, the first African-American president, had a two-year supermajority. He didn't change it. He gave speeches and he said it was an element of it was racist and he made facial expressions, but he didn't actually put forth the legislation. He just complained and get people riled up. Plus, Trump funded black historical colleges 10 times the amount of Obama, and the platinum plan was $50 billion for African American small business startups. So back in the 2016, when I was working in New Jersey, I would be out on the street, sometimes covering crime story in a mostly black neighborhood and older black men would see me and they would smile and they would come up to me and start talking about Trump, how much they like Trump and Trump's going to actually do things. He's not a politician. And then when I was in a mostly white suburban on the lake, a pack on where the wealthy people, the white women which I don't put you in that group, they hated Trump. It was like a big, and they didn't care about. All right, Andrew. Okay. All
3: right. This is a lot of background information, but what about this indictment?
4: Well, the indictment, of course, it's a reverse of reality. In Georgia, I call it the lady with the golden dreadlocks. They said that there was a water main break and they're stopping it and they'll fix, the plumber will come, they'll fix it, then they'll, but that was a lie. The video shows her pulling out this weird looking box that looks like a count Dracula coffin and they continued counting. So they committed the fraud. And I, I forget if it was Philly or Detroit, but they threw physically, they threw the Republican poll watcher out. And then the police came with a court order, handed it to the official said you have to let the Republican back in. This is the court order. And she just said, no, we'll have our lawyer look at that tomorrow. And she actually didn't, she should have been arrested on the spot. So it's actually the reverse <laughs> that they were the ones who were cheating. There were dead people that voted, out of state criminals. So even if it didn't total more than eleven thousand, like you said, he has every right to challenge it and look at those.
3: If it's votes well, yeah, with within certain parameters. Now I have to ask you this because somebody suggested this by text, and I think that it is an interesting point that hasn't been brought up yet. Because this is going to go to trial and there will be a period of uh, discovery and there will be testimony offered in court, do you believe that maybe some of the things that you just discussed will be part of the testimony that is done under oath and will show why uh, President Trump and his team felt that there were abnormalities in the election and uh, subsequently— he somehow believed he was the winner and pursued avenues that are available to people to call attention to those abnormalities.
4: Yes, I'm cautiously optimistic because, like I pointed out, the you know, the thing that looked like a coffin that they pulled out. But who knows, because things are so upside down, that evidence, disclosure, you know, that might not be admitted it might be blocked so i'm definitely optimistic and i think it helps trump actually the irony to get out evidence but who knows with things so upside down they may just block you know his lawyers we'll
3: we'll see what happens but i'm wondering if this is the opportunity that he may need he and his his lawyers to show this is why we fought so vociferously across the country because we saw this, 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 and this. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's right and I'm not saying it's wrong. And I'm not I don't want to take a side before I see more of the evidence. But I'm just saying this may give him an opportunity to explain himself.
4: You're right. It seems like it. That's what I first thought. Oh, this is going to backfire on the Democrats because now he's going to be able to bring out evidence. Speaking of Giuliani, he had all those hearings, but they would say, oh, the courts didn't go, you know, they ruled against it. Though so the courts wouldn't hear the evidence. If there was evidence or was not, they just said there's no standing. So Giuliani had all these hearings and testimonies. So now they're going to hopefully be able to do that act in an actual court. So
3: yeah. and hopefully it will it, yeah, backfire. It would be interesting yeah. also to... Uh, litigate the reason for those hearings, and uh, uh, apparent in this indictment, it said that the reason that these hearings were held in all these states, like Pennsylvania, was that these hearings were part of a conspiracy. That they they were all part of uh, this this uh, you know attempt. To take the election away from Joe Biden, that this was a conspiratorial behavior to demonstrate that they actually won, whereas they darn well, and I didn't see this part in the indictment yet, where they darn well knew they lost. So, you know, I, this is the part I'm waiting for, because this is conspiracy again versus conspiracy. Right. It's Donald Trump's Evident. conspiracy versus the uh, Georgia uh, grand jury's conspiracy. So, this is conspiracies butting heads.
4: Right. And I think it's bad for the prosecutors, for the Democrats, because whether you like the evidence or don't like, at least he should be able to bring out evidence.
3: Absolutely. It's his trial. Mm, Yes. And again, this should be the case. Everything should be vetted. Everything should be brought to the table. Everything should be heard so both sides can present a legitimate case. Uh, the indictment has some stuff in it that is kind of uh, pedestrian at best. Uh, making phone calls actually becomes part of an overt furtherance of a conspiracy. And I don't know if 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 that is a standard, how many other kinds of trials are we going to see <laughs> that are conspiracies? Donald Trump probably uh, – in fact, I'm going to take back the probably – should not have said some of the things that he said about elected officials and called them puppets and said that they were um, ill-informed, misinformed, wrong, whatever. He really should have let the process play out. Uh, Here's one for you. And uh, again, I'm I'm just reading from this indictment. It it is – this is what's written – in, in December, on the sixth, Sydney Catherine Powell entered into a written engagement agreement with Sullivan Strickler LLC, a forensic data firm in Fulton County, Georgia, for the performance of computer forensic collections and analytics on Dominion voting system equipment in Michigan and elsewhere. The unlawful breach of election equipment in Coffee, Coffee County, Georgia, was subsequently performed under this agreement. This was an act of conspiracy. A forensic audit of an election is part of a conspiracy. See, again, read it. Don't take my word for it. Donald, did you read any of this? Oh, my God. I'm a, I'm a
2: part of it. Listen, this is the problem. It's the timing of this. This is what our democracy is frozen. That's why Trump should drop out. He's front and center. It's, not, it's just not fair. It's the timing. Why couldn't they do this uh, a year ago? That's why it's so late. It reminds me of the Roe v. Wade decision leak right before the election. You know, Why wouldn't that come out after the election in the midterms? This makes no sense at all to me. This this is crazy. This is uh, Donald Trump. It's a leak in other states, they said, these indictments. This is going to be front and center. No one's going to be talking about the issues. And look what we're stuck with. Like you said, I'm I'm, I'm, on page with you 100%. You need new candidates. If he he didn't announce or anything, you'd have a front runner like DeSantis or Scott or Haley, and we'd be talking about issues. Now, this guy's front and center. He's got your whole party frozen.
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Everything is all tied up. And there is a great possibility, Donald, that a guy under four indictments could be the GOP candidate.
2: Yeah, he could be in jail, even they said. Uh, It's crazy. I never see anything like this. This is a moment in history we never experienced. The people are so upset with the two party system. That's the problem. And they're looking for something else. uh, i I wish we could like i said if he didn't just say he doesn 't run, you have a candidate, this is on the back burner, and we 're debating issues now this is going to keep going. I feel sorry for your your side because you 're polarized with this uh, the the cameras are going to be on him, and nothing 's happening here it 's terrible we 're missing out on the the, the 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 issues you know what do you think?
3: I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly, Donald. I mean, it's what we're talking about today when we could be talking about uh, other important things that impact the American it's people. It's The gender issue.
2: It. People don't want – there's so many issues out there that really we don't like. That's, that was like, that's what I was trying to explain. That's why i, I ponied up the money for all these ads. I'm trying to just switch the agenda to more towards the Senate to debate, you know, like to debate the issues. But apparently this is just going to dominate the news cycle night and day. And uh, the, the whole democracy is frozen. I don't know if it's about design or by not, but I'm mad about the timing. I wish they would have done this earlier. And then before he announced, then you might have had another candidate, and then we could talk about the issues. And this would be it. Still be there, but it'll be in the background. Now, now look what we have here. So uh, I, I feel the democracy right now is frozen. I don't know if anyone else feels that way.
3: I feel like you, Donald. All right, five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight one eight hundred four three seven. Zero zero nine eight. If if you do want to talk about this and, and try to tell me what you think about it, maybe you have taken the time to read it or at least read a news story about it to see what it says. That's important. And Donald and I don't agree on a lot of stuff, but I agree we need two different candidates. And literally, we need people that have a vision, ideas, and aren't under any kind of uh, legal pressure. Uh, the, the specter of guilt, the inference that they are uh, involved in pay for play, the inference that they uh, strong armed people in all these states to uh, make an election go their way when they lost. I, I, I think that that kind of trouble means you can't mount a campaign for the American people. It, it's, it's like when you have trouble in your family. You concentrate on that trouble, and you don't think about anything else. And I think Joe Biden and Donald Trump are almost in the same situation, ironically. They are distracted by a bevy of problems. How could you possibly run the United States of America when you are so worried about your own your own future, your own future? that you can't think past the end of your nose because you're so preoccupied with what's going on. Right? I I don't think that either of these candidates is good for the American people. I think we need somebody totally different. And I know it seems late in the game, but is it? Could somebody else come in? Anybody else that you would think is good? I, I just want the candidate... Uh, on the Republican side, that George Soros didn't put through Harvard. I'm kidding. All right, it was all of them. Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight one eight hundred four three seven zero zero nine eight. This is WILK. Man, it's a great day for the blues, isn't it? <laughs> I'm feeling it. Blue America. Because, you know, it's sad when it comes down to things like this and this uh, large, massive indictment that has uh, come out of Georgia from a a prosecutor who apparently uh, preened like a peacock when she took it to be filed. And you know what? If you're going to do stuff like this, uh, optics are are pretty important and it it should be solemn. You shouldn't stop to pose. You're not in a Madonna video. You're a prosecutor for crying out loud. And uh, what of the. Uh, specter of the the leaking yesterday of some of the charges on on their website, and then they said it was – was it fraudulent? That's kind of sloppy. I I don't know. I used to expect more from prosecutors, probably because of the ones that did prosecuting in northeastern Pennsylvania and were very good at what they did and and didn't necessarily showboat it, but just kind of wanted to get the job done so that they – uh, did their due diligence. But having these charges kind of pop up on a website before they were filed and then some sort of lame excuse that the document was somehow uh, fraudulent. That's a little odd, too. And I, we didn't talk about that yet this morning, but we, we most certainly can. I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe it's uh, run its course. I'm not sure. I put off Uh, talking with Johnny Lucas about uh, fake news so far today because I thought that this was uh, super important and I thought we should talk about it. But I, I certainly would like to know how you feel in regards to this. It's another sad day in the history of America that I've been here for, and I've been here for many sad days in the history of America. This one is, you know, there are some very concerning allegations in here about uh, trying to find alternative electors from various states to try to uh, vote for Donald Trump, that kind of—that that really has no place in, in politics. That, that, that seems to—it seems to cross the line, doesn't it? That does. I'm going to give you that one. Some of the other stuff I'm not sure, and as I, as I said at the start of the show— this will come down to intent. can intent be shown that Donald Trump knew he lost the election and tried to to take it by force? Is there enough to show that that actually happened with this group of other individuals? Does it seem as though uh, the prosecutor in this in this uh, indictment put... Every possible scenario and tidbit into it, in order to say, do something. And I have a, a feeling that at the end of the day, a lot of these individuals who are indicted will will walk without any kind of consequence. Some may, the, some of these charges may stick. We're going to have to wait for the uh, the court appearance on this, and uh, I guess they've been given till not the Friday we're going to have, but the following Friday to turn themselves in voluntarily. So um, if you think that there's been too much coverage of this already, you just wait, because every time somebody goes, there will be a news story about it. And every time uh, there is uh, another part of the puzzle that's put together, there'll be a news story about it. And uh, certainly uh, this is... uh, an amazingly historic case in the history of our country. And I'm not saying that it's fortunate because it's not. But I can say that this is the battle of the conspiracy theories for the ages. In one corner, we have the guy who said that the election was stolen from him. And in the other corner, we have the prosecutor who says that he created a large scale conspiracy to install himself as the president of the United States. So this is uh, fascinating stuff for political junkies. Absolutely. It's 1030 here at W.I.L.K. 570-883-0098, 1-800-437-0098. We'll take the break. We'll have the weather. We'll be back with more blues music. So stay tuned. Well, here's something we can all agree on. <laughs> the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from uh, Valerie Smock, meteorologist. I'm trying to take care of something that I screwed up as well, as always in here. Uh, clouds today with uh, showers and thunderstorms. High of 80. Cloudy tonight, low 62. Wednesday clearing and a high of 80. Currently, we have a 68 degrees here at WILK at 1034. And I am inviting you to be on the show if you feel like it. I know it's hard because to talk in a way that is uh, informed on an issue like this is very difficult because it's a lot of reading and I get that. So uh, how about this one? We'll just switch it up for a little while and maybe return to that topic later. Um, This is shocking, and report it in the New York Times as uh, a revelation of sorts. People are more interested in saving money than saving the planet. Holy smokes. That I'm shocked. Here it is. Uh, the New York Times has published a series of articles about the transition to renewable energy. And that is something that's been ongoing. And uh, I think almost every time that I've been here, we've talked about it. And uh, to restate the position that I hold, I don't mind transitioning to renewable energy at all. But uh, the thing that I do mind is uh, when we're not ready and and we're not there yet and it's shoved down our throats. So uh, if we get there, fine. And I don't know if it's going to happen during my lifetime. It may happen during your lifetime, but I'm not sure that it's going to be something that occurs for me. There are mandates that states have put in place, not not this one, but other ones, to get rid of gas-powered vehicles by a date that I would say is unrealistic and uh, within like a 10- or 12-year time frame. And that to me seems like it's not going to happen. Uh, If that's the way you feel, I guess it's noble and I guess that you have to put your foot down and say no more of this. But if it does not work and if people cannot afford it, then they won't do it. That's it's as simple as that. And for the New York Times to write a story about this, I think is uh, uh, interesting and uh, non-interesting because I think most people feel the way that a lot of us feel, hey, if it makes sense and you're saving me money and it's improving my life, I love it. But we have seen in the course of our own existence, the uh, technology that is promised to make our lives better, and it does not. It does not. (laughs) So this is – it's the way it is. We've seen it uh, time after time. And I'm here to say yesterday I talked about uh, the the situation at the grocery store where uh, a lot of the the foods in the midst of summer, which should be beautiful and spectacular – are uh, rotten and lousy. And I'm thinking to myself, in this year of 2023, why is this happening? And I also think I've gotten uh, new appliances at my house and I saved for these new appliances for a long time. And I find them to be substandard. And I don't know if it's because of the way the things are manufactured now. I don't know if it's because of Uh, regulatory demands that have been placed by the the government on manufacturing. I'm just here to say when you buy a new dishwasher and it doesn't wash the dishes right, you get mad. Are you like me? Do you get mad? Do you think to yourself, I saved all this money for this object. I used to have one that was perfectly adequate, but I redid my kitchen and I got all new appliances because I thought it would be fun. And... The dishwasher is not that great. I saw a commercial on television that said you shouldn't wash the dishes as hard because then it throws off some kind of sensors in the dishwasher. But is that true? I mean, I was pulling the coffee cups out, and they still had the coffee ring lined in them, and it makes me mad. And I was on hold because I had to actually get service on one of them twice, And it was brand new and didn't work right. (laughs) I cooked uh, an Easter dinner that wouldn't cook because it wasn't right. The igniter for the oven kept going out all the time. And then it had uh, one of those built-in air fryers, and that didn't work. And I'm thinking to myself, what in God's name is going on in this world? So I was on hold waiting to complain about the the range, and I heard – a little ditty about the dishwasher and I wasn't expecting it. It was something to the tune of um, if you want your dishes to dry in the dishwasher, you have to put in that extra stuff at the end that, uh, that the stuff that is the extra step that will actually dry your dishes. And I'm thinking how revolutionary adding an extra product to dry dishes that you didn't have to use in the old one. So the same thing I believe is applicable. where am I going with this story? The same thing I believe is applicable with these renewable energy options. A lot of us uh, who have been burned by the modern world, mostly me, look with skepticism when you're trying to take a take our uh, take our things away. Take our uh, gas-burning engines away. Take away our uh, lawnmower that burns gas. We're looking at you like, no, don't do it. And I'm just wondering, I know a lot of you probably use uh, newer technology to mow the lawn and maybe you have a battery-powered lawnmower or whatever, and maybe you're going to uh, evolve even further. But I I don't know if we're ready for a lot of this stuff because it's a bunch of garbage, to be honest with you. So they had an article called... This is the New York Times. The clean energy future is arriving faster than you think. And it said that red states are embracing new technology, not because they are desperate, because maybe it makes uh, financial sense. Um, So if it makes sense financially, we'll do it. But we won't do it if it doesn't make any sense. If there's a financial opportunity, we'll do it. But if it's a piece of garbage, we don't want it. Is that right? And if if people, I think if people are willing to move on with a product that meets their uh, wallet and meets their expectations for performance, they'll do it. But if you keep giving us uh, lousy products like this uh, guy that we talked about the other day in Canada who had the electric vehicle that cost him $115,000 and he drove it into the United States and he literally had to abandon it on a family vacation because it was a piece of junk. We're not going to do it. So show us something that has value to us and we'll accept it. But if you keep creating these products that are pieces of garbage, then we're not going to do it. That's all. 570-883- Zero zero nine eight one eight hundred four three seven zero zero nine eight. It's ten forty one. At WILK. That is Beth Hart, and she's great. She's been at the Kirby before. We're doing uh, the Women of the Blues today. If you haven't figured it out, and if you have, Bravo! People are talking about. Uh, what I I was mentioning. The New York Times did a story that said people are more interested in things they could afford that work well for them than saving the planet. That's just the way they perceive it. And I agree. If you give people products that are good and they work time and time again and they are cost efficient and helpful, they will buy them. It's how markets work. If you give them clunky pieces of crap that aren't guaranteed to help them then they get very 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 upset and they won't they won't participate and if they hear from people oh yeah here's a problem with this particular vehicle blah 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 they won't buy it we had somebody on the other day from uh, Dalton who talked about their wife having a Tesla and it was the best vehicle that she ever had when we hear things like that we give it more of a of a chance than if we hear here's another piece of garbage here comes Tom of Wilkesbury. Hi, Tom.
5: Hello. Hi. Uh, I was just reading in the paper the other day, and this almost sounds like a joke. But the Biden administration wants to build two plants to basically vacuum the atmosphere to remove the nitrogen. What? What? Yes. That's it. It is in the paper. I don't you, you, are you, you sure? I almost think
3: it's are, a joke. Are you What paper was that, Tom? Was that the uh, Weekly World News or it, what was it? it?
5: It has to be the Citizen's Voice. That's the only paper I get. Okay. And and that is true. I it, to me it sounded like a joke, you know? But <laughs> I believe it's true and uh the article was there. You could check with the Citizen's Voice. But the Biden administration wants to spend I don't know It's in the billions of dollars to build two plants to vacuum the atmosphere to remove nitrogen. Now, I would think at least 90% of the Biden administration is wackos, but this is even, you know, a little too too odd of space.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is odd. I, I'm trying to look it up quick. I don't, I don't immediately see it, but that, that doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that I can't find it.
5: No, it's there. Uh, it, it, it was a couple of days ago. It might even have been last Sunday's paper. But anyway, uh, I'm sure some of your other listeners must have read it, and uh, maybe they could call in and uh, verify what I said. Yeah,
3: I'd like to know more. Thanks, Tom. That's odd, but uh, look... I'm open to believing anything at this point and also disbelieving anything. I'll hear you out, but then I may think this is nonsense is uh, the way I want to say it. Somebody said I should have John Kerry uh, come over to my house and do my dishes. (laughs) I don't think he knows how to do dishes. Oh, somebody said it was carbon dioxide that they were uh, looking at. So maybe that's not what he meant, but uh, if if new appliances are bad, can you imagine how a new electric car will be uh, fair down the first thirty thousand miles? How the, a new electric car will fare uh, the first thirty miles on the thirty thousand miles on the road? I'm not sure. Maybe well. I don't understand the end result of these batteries. Who's going to take them? Who's going to buy secondhand electric vehicles? That is a good question about the aftermarket, and it's also a good question about the batteries. Apparently, they're highly flammable, and um, highly flammable is not good for anyone, and certainly you'd have to have, what, a landfill on the moon for that? How are you going to do this? Thinking things out. It's what I learned about life. Anyway, here comes our break on W.I.L.K. It's 1050, and uh, then we'll be back. 570 i am Sue Henry. I'm in for Bob Cadero today. That's Shamika Copeland, and she often plays around here, which is great, and is very talented. The daughter of Johnny Clyde Copeland. 570-883-0098, 437 98 if you'd like to join our show. After 11 o'clock tonight, we will have time for the fake news segment now that the Johnny Lucas was singing. Did you forget about that today? No, I did not. And it is a bomber. We have four stories. Three of them are real. One of them is fake. Johnny Lucas has to ascertain which one is the fake one. And uh, I used to play pool with my dad, and he would say, "If there was a real easy shot over in the corner, and it was my turn, he would say, "Take the puppy. Take that shot." So today, Johnny Lucas, uh, to help you, I put a story in here. I'm praying that you know is, is fake news. And if not, what's the harm? It'll just be it'll just be another day at the office. writing in about uh, holding on to their old appliances for dear life. And I don't blame you one bit because uh, the new ones are absolutely appalling. And the ones that I think are the most detrimental to society are the ones that have the, the little circuit board in it that runs the appliance Appliances used to be fairly simple. So you could call a guy to fix them. He would come over and he'd say, oh, you need a heating element or this is broke or there's a belt that's gone. And, and he would fix it. Now everything is super sophisticated and you have to have a highly skilled person come. So people are hey, I, the people are writing into me that they've been able to hold on to – here's one. Recently, I had my 25-year-old washing machine repaired. The repairman actually said, don't get rid of it. The new ones are junk. They would know because they're out fixing the, the new ones all the time. They would know which ones are junk. And now everybody has you at their mercy, especially with these very sophisticated circuitry boards that are put into things like a range, the you actually the guy that came to fix mine twice said, you actually have to be very careful when you clean this, because you should lock the oven on the on the board because it if you run the cloth over to clean it, you might mess up the circuitry because it 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 probably thinks in its head, what is going on? Why am I being asked to hit all these buttons at once? And you blow the board out. And I didn't know that. He had to tell me that. But that's fine, too, because now I know. But I agree that if you have these old appliances and they still work for you, then you should hang on to them because the new ones are uh, – they're trouble, They're not built to last like the the old things were. Somebody wrote in that their mother has a ringer washer in her basement that she uses to clean her heavy-duty carpets because she's afraid the new washer will break. Uh, The person thinks that the ringer washer is from the 40s. And I wrote back that when I went to college and we lived in the apartment, somehow we had a ringer washer. And we actually did use it at times, and it it was – terribly laborious but it seemed to be trustworthy and steady it would actually get the job done but how many times do these new brand new fresh from the factory things uh, go down in a heap Uh, somebody said that they had something fixed like three or four times (laughs) it's it still wasn't right i think if it's bad from the jump it it might never be right. It's almost like that lemon law that they have where after so many times they uh, shouldn't, shouldn't even bother. Don't tell me about the crap they make today. This person has a dishwasher. They fixed it four times in three months, and it just kept leaking. They told the person to call GE for a new one, and the person said, no, I bought it from you. You'll get me a new one. Craftsmanship doesn't exist, even in furniture. That's true. Furniture used to be pretty much of a durable commodity that would last for a very long time. And now after a couple of years, it's got to go because it's just not built the way that it used to be. Anyway, it's 11 o'clock. After our news with Brian Hughes, it will be me and Johnny Lucas versus the planet Talking about fake news. So, uh, thanks for joining us today on WYLK. I'm Sue Henry. I'm sitting in for Bob Cordaro. It's been uh, my pleasure, and I invite you to listen to that segment. And And maybe you could pick out which story you think is fake. You could become part of the whole experience. So, it's 11 o'clock. Stay tuned.
2: WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast.